Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. Hi, hello, and I welcome you to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for climbing aboard today. Really do appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find it right there in the WDBO app. You can also check me out on the radio every single weekday morning. I host Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando, outside of Orlando. Please stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, let's talk with Brian Kilmeade today on the Inez Says Podcast. You get to hear Brian every weekday after me, 9 to noon, here on WDBO. On the docket for today with Brian, the protests that continue to erupt in Iran and China. Amtrak Joe punting the potential railroad strike to Congress. But first, we tackle the big American soccer win over Iran in the World Cup. Well, I mean, they were the much better team in the first half, and they played a totally different game in the second. I, I um, But they were barely holding on. It reminded me of every high school or college game you played. <laughs> Here are these guys that are the most skilled people in the country. Literally, the skilled people in the country. They're younger, the youngest team in the entire World Cup. And uh, they're running out of gas at the end. And Iran, who didn't look dangerous, uh, basically had a ball uh, cleared off the line, another near uh, a near goal at the end, but they held on for victory, and so many times the U.S. has dominated and not won, so I'll take it. I also think that uh, Saturday will be a huge ratings, too, at 10 o'clock uh, for Fox, and I think the, the, the American people like winners. I don't care what sport it is, and they could not understand why the men don't have success and the women win it all the time, but women, we were one of the first to break out with female soccer in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s, and then we've been dominant ever since. And for the men, they had a they gave the rest of the world a sixty year head start. Sure. So now we're catching up, and I think that just like anything else, I love the fact that we could debate tactics rather than why are we playing soccer, why are we not using our hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I'm done with that conversation. Yeah. No, I hear you. We had to hold on without Polisic in the second half. Polisic scored the game winning goal there in the first half, but I did read where some fans in Iran were actually cheering for the U.S. team yesterday. When's the last time that happened? But these protests continued to rage in Iran in the wake of that young woman who died in police custody for not wearing her head covering correctly. I did notice that those Iranian players did sing the national anthem, but it does make you wonder, what will the future of those players and their families be in Iran? Well, I, I wish we could take that team back with us. They no. show great courage, and they found out if they st- if they em- ever embarrass the country again and not sung the national anthem, their families would be arrested and tortured. So they took great courage in doing it. Then they sang the national anthem. They got condemned for selling out the protesters. Then they got to go concentrate on a knockout game. They did beat Wales in between all this controversy. And if you notice, the Iranian women were not wearing anything on their hair, mm-hmm. and their faces were exposed. Yeah. When they go back to Iran, 
uh, they could be arrested and they get tortured. Mm -hmm. So the courage that we're seeing in China, the courage that we're seeing in Iran, uh, I just think it should be inspiring and make a lot of American people appreciate that we can criticize our government. We can vote. uh, We have legitimate votes, whether people trust it or not. Uh, legitimate votes on a regular basis. We hold our uh, people accountable. And because you protest your government here, you're actually lauded as opposed to over there, you're arrested. You know, the the protest in Iran, you mentioned the protest in China raging on right now, sparked by these rigid COVID lockdowns. Is this an inflection point here, Brian? I mean, or is it kind of like the Cuban people protest that we saw not so long ago and all of a sudden they kind of fade into oblivion and everything kind of goes back to normal again? Is this an inflection point in in some of these totalitarian societies here? Scott, I I kind of forgot about the Cuban unrest, but we did nothing. Why? Because this administration, like Obama, wanted to reapproach the communist government. And Trump didn't, and Bush didn't, and they said, no, we're going to isolate them until they break, just like the Soviet Union broke, because we want to make sure this does not spread through the Caribbean, this communist doctrine. So what do we have now? Cuba with a huge influence in Brazil, Cuba with a huge influence in Venezuela, uh, in Bolivia, and now Colombia, uh, and they are the henchmen and the security force for these uh, weak governments who have no ethics except for the communist ethics. And we're letting this happen, and this administration's silence is a policy. And I'm going to talk to John Kirby today on Fox and Friends, and I'll bring some of that sound back for the radio. But, uh, I mean, I feel uh, this admiral must know uh, what this weakness is like uh, and and how damaging it is. And then the report comes out from our Defense Department that says our weakness and the way we left Afghanistan has been a propaganda boon for China, who are telling all our potential allies and current allies, this is what we do to our friends. Get out while you can. This is our Defense Department. So uh, we let the unrest happen. They're chanting freedom and liberty. And in Iran, they were chanting, give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry. Uh, Do you think we can at least acknowledge that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to this story. There's a a big hubbub going on between Apple and Twitter right now. Apple threatening to take Elon Musk's Twitter off of the Apple store. Elon is roughing a lot of feathers right now, Brian. But isn't it interesting that the White House now all of a sudden is concerned about social media and Twitter? I didn't hear any of that concern from the White House when Twitter was run by people who had similar political interests, huh? Isn't it amazing? It's absolutely amazing. You know, he's unfroze. uh, unfrozen thousands of accounts now. He said that, uh, uh, for the most part, I could not figure out why they've been suspended. Uh, so he has, uh, Elon Musk has done that. Um, he is, I'm just trying to get the number of how many accounts he unfroze mm-hmm. on on uh, Twitter. Oh, excuse, here it goes. Twitter has reinstated 62,000 banned accounts under Elon Musk. Why is that bad for free speech? Mm-hmm. Uh, one Twitter account had more than 5 million followers and 75 accounts had more than 1 million followers. So there'll be, there'll be rules. But for the most part, he's also going to find out why the Hunter Biden laptop story was frozen out. And what would the FBI told them? Remember Zuckerberg leaked out that he was told by the FBI, look out for Russian disinformation the next day. Uh, we find out about the Hunter Biden story in the New York Post. So they freeze the account and suspend all the accounts, including the press secretary that retweeted the account. And they go, yeah, sorry about that. So now Twitter's going to get an autopsy and find out what happened. Well, the CEO, they don't want that. They don't want somebody playing the game fair. Mm. Obviously, he doesn't. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis went to bat for him the other day, yesterday, and so did Kevin McCarthy. So uh, if you are deplatformed from the App Store, you are done. Yep. 
So, uh, Scott, you could have the most brilliant app in the world, and people could love it. And you're done if they ban you from the App Store. The question is, why are you giving TikTok all this leeway, knowing that they're taking our information and sending it right back to China? Why are you, the administration, actually using, luring, uh, actually taking advantage of TikTok influencers during the election? Instead of banning it because it's not in our national security interest. Well, the next question would be, is Apple in bed with the communists in China? I don't think there's any question they are. And whether they agree with them or not, that's where their money's made and that's where their products are constructed. And, you know, they have this this air, instant airdrop that allows these protesters in China through 16 provinces to coordinate. And what they've done is they've suspended the airdrop function on the, on the request of the Chinese government. Yeah. So does that answer your own question? Mm, sure does. Real quick, um, I wanted to ask you about President Biden. He was in Michigan touting his uh, his legislative wins, I guess, yesterday. He also touted his union credentials. But Amtrak Joe is kind of punting to Congress in this rail potential railroad strike here. Brian, what do you make of that? Well, you got two out. You have uh, Nancy Pelosi says, yeah, we're going to have to have legislation that prevents the railroad strikers from going on strike because it's not in our national interest interest. But the president showing uh, no guts. He's saying, yeah, you Congress, you do it. And meanwhile, Bernie Sanders, all the the union workers are ripping the president because they know he punted and they know he could use the, I think, Taft-Hartley Act and make people come back to work because it's it's, it's a national security interest. Can't just have no trains in our country. And by the way, what a great track record for our transportation secretary. Supply chains don't work. Trucks don't pick up things. Our, our uh, ports are all backed up. And now we have a transportation strike on railroad. And yet this guy is the future of the Democratic Party. I've never even known the transportation secretary's name. And now all I see is problem with transportation. So this guy's, yeah, it looks like they're dug in. So uh, Mr. Union just decides to punt, but I think people are seeing through it. As always, appreciate Brian Kilmeade climbing aboard the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to do it for the pod. Check me out on the radio every single weekday morning. I host Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.